0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin, And this is Kelly and Ramia.
0: When you recognize sighted people just by their footsteps. Welcome back. All about a new video podcast that we have this week for you. Raising Kindness, this is with Becky Zar. Uh, she spoke to us about this when she was on the roundtable a few weeks back. This releases today, Becky and her son, Bennett, perform acts of kindness in such settings as shelters, community centers, and nursing homes in southern Saskatchewan. In the first episode, you'll hear about their volunteering experience at the CNIB Kids Camp. Also. Triple Vision, uh, season one, final episode releases today as well. This time, the Triple Vision team engages in a roundtable conversation, and they're going to summarize the first season for you in that chat. Please subscribe to AMI Audio Podcast when you have a chance on uh, your favorite podcast platform. Time, as we do on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, to check in with one of our committee reporters. We find out what things are happening in their regions and speak to them once a month on the show. Tony Feimark joins us with news from Medicine Hat, Alberta. Tony, welcome. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, and I gotta say, it's the end of September, and guess what, guys? Mm. Mm. I
1: did my homework.
0: (laughs) Oh, very what good. Remember yeah. what it
1: was? No, that's what I'm trying to rack my brain now.
0: Oh, no. Oh, I was laughing. I thought you actually remembered. I was like, "Oh, no. Rumi remembers." We were supposed what to try it? something not pumpkin, wasn't it? Um not 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 to do with pumpkin. What uh, was it?
1: I'm still having flashbacks of our green shake. Yeah, your shamrock, shamrock shakes. shake. Yeah.
0: That was a long time ago. We'll yes. Wrong season. What was the days? Uh uh. let help us out. This is good memory.
1: I tried the food. Food trucks.
2: Oh,
0: right. right. Yes. yes. Jinx. We knew it was food. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a that's a that's a thing with it. So, did you like that?
2: Well, I didn't. I wasn't that adventurous. I tried taco in a bag through uh, Food Frenzy, and I gotta say, like, I thought I needed my ladder to to order my food.
1: You had, to, you had to use a ladder. Oh, it was so it was high, so high up. up. Yeah. I've definitely so... done tippy toes. Oh, that, had strangers. That, that, did, that didn't even work. Yeah. That didn't, strangers picking up the me. food and handing it down to me. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, I just fastened a napkin in the shape of a parachute. I'll just drop it down to you. But then how do you give your money? There's a slingshot right there, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Tony. It sounds like a good time. Um... Got a few things to talk to you a little bit about on the program. Let's start with Rebecca Stevens uh, winning. Tell us a story. This is the Hive story. Uh, What is this all about?
2: So this is really neat. Like, I am so happy for her that she, all she did is she, she did this demo video that she submitted back in July. And with that, she won a $10,000 grant that she's going to be producing and doing training on how to make videos and how to produce them and stuff. And she has called this series, it's going to be a documentary series, and she's called it Follow Us. And it's going to, in 2023, hopefully in the early 2023. It's going to air on the Telesoptic TV, and it's going to be based on um, people living in and around Medicine Hat with varying disabilities. And she's gonna she's gonna have a, a series on, on that. And I'm really looking forward to this because she's got the great attitude, and she's very very creative and just just can't wait to see how this is going to work out for her. She's not only somebody I know but uh, we share a friendship ship as well. So
0: That's amazing. A, yeah. Wow. And and it's called follow us um And there's going to be stories of people's day-to-day activities around Medicine Hat, which is really nice that people get a look at Medicine Hat, get a look at the community we're talking about, the disability community. Uh, So is she a pretty good storyteller? Is that, you know, that's the key when you're applying here? And obviously, they thought so.
2: Yeah, and like she just has like the the great attitude for like a very upbeat attitude, very... Like she's just a sweet person, like, and she's very creative. She's just she's gonna do well. She's it's gonna be so cool. Like, just can't wait.
0: So this starts to happen in uh, mid October with production beginning in November. Um, she hopes the uh, series will be about eight episodes, twenty minutes each. Which I think that's plenty of time to tell the stories of the individuals, right?
2: Yeah, I think so too.
0: That'll be a lot of fun. I, I think it's great and. I can understand as a, as a friend you know having that a uh, personal friendship, but also respecting her work, you guys must be pretty proud
2: we are we really are yeah
1: tony um always a pleasure to talk transportation, especially when it comes to good news, so fingers crossed that this is good news. you guys are moving over to electronic bus fares in Medicine Hat.
2: Yeah, I know it seems that I talk a lot about uh, <laughs> special and regular transit lately, but you know what, this is going to be a plus, I'm sure. And yeah, that is like mentioned that uh, we're going to be moving to uh, MHT goal passes and that's going to be kind of like how Tim Hort- Horton's cards work. You're going to be able to load them up uh, on your phone or just buy a card, and uh, you can swipe or tap it on. It's going to be available on both special and regular buses. And um, after the new year, there's going to be no like old paper day passes or um, monthly passes. You'll still be able to... uh, to use you know coins and stuff because with people with uh disabilities and stuff it's kind of hard to get them on uh, get them on the new way of things and get them to learn how how it is right so mm-hmm. um it'll be cool you know you can track your tri- trips and whatnot on the app and pay on the app and whatnot so
1: it'll be good yeah, and this is mid-October, so just a couple of weeks and then it'll start the implementation process, I guess. Um, I am curious, you know, what's going to be the follow-up, right? Are people going to find this to be accessible because it is available on the special transit as well, like you said? So, you know, the, the feedback will be interesting to follow in terms of uh, your own experience, Tony, on how the, the tapping feels, whether you're getting on and off buses or the loading, like the reloading of the cards um, using your apps and machines. Uh, that side of it, fingers crossed, but hopefully they did some research to make sure that it is accessible for everybody. Yeah, and I know they talked about that
2: too when when we were... They were telling us about that, and it's it's definitely something to to see how it's going to go and whatnot as well in, in that way. So we'll be uh, keeping our eyes and ears open if we uh, need to give feedback and advice on that. But yeah, I'm sure they, they have looked at it yeah. in some ways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, um, with these kind of things, you know, and I've traveled to different cities in Canada and New York City and such where uh, this stuff is great for regular transit users. But what happens if you're just visiting for the day, visiting for two days, because it says um, in this you know, snippet that we have up on our blog as well. That paper passes are not going to be available any longer, right? After the full thing is implemented, so then does that mean no matter how many or how much you're using transit, you got to purchase one of these passes? Yeah,
2: that's what it's seeming like. Or just use Mm. your coins. And what's going to happen too is they're going to just once you use the once once you use the the 650, which is our, our day pass, like once you get on a second bus, then, uh, they're going to just say that's a day pass automatically too. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll keep posted, but, uh, it, it is great that they're moving to, you know, something more, um, that they're able to, to have as a more systematic change, um, hopefully keeping better track of things and helping out transit overall. But, uh, always we want to, focus on the accessibility and make sure that part of it is settled. Uh, but we'll keep posted. You'll tell us how it goes. I sure will.
2: Yeah. Great.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Aaron Taylor, a local video game creator. Um, and he independently created his own very first short video game called Everett Isle, which is an uh, exploration puzzle game. So tell us a little bit about what you know about, uh, about him and the, the game.
2: Basically, that's what I do know at this point. But I got really excited about it because, in my childhood, I played a lot of the old Nintendo and Duck Hunt and whatnot. But uh, what I find cool is that he's a local, local guy that created this, and you can—it's a dollar. You only pay a dollar on Steam to play this. Like, why not support the guy? And he's not into, like, he he doesn't do the video games as, as a job or anything like that. It was just a goal that he wanted to do, and uh, here we are. So wow. I just think it's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, I, I love when people come up with their idea of what they want to do. And again, some people might say, "Oh, okay, well, it's it, is that an original idea? Is it not? It, you know what? It doesn't matter because somebody out there is going to like what you do. They're going to find it more comfortable here. You wake up on island, have no memory, and you want to how the heck do I get off this island? So. This sounds cool with the piecing together things as as uh, as you're able to do. And like you said, the $1 purchase on Steam. So really nice. Uh, congratulations to him. it be interesting to see how this goes, especially if it becomes viral. Tony, as usual, good stuff. Thank you.
2: Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a good week.
0: Talk to you next month. Enjoy the next food truck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're parachuting your food down. Tony Feimark joining us, and uh, we talk to our community reporters on Mondays and Tuesdays on the program. Remember, we'll put uh, all the stuff that Tony talked about up on the blog, ami.ca slash kellyco. On our parenting segment, Lutia Belafonte joins us, and we're going to have a discussion around memories, experiences, and suggestions on organization. Rumi and I will jump in there and have that conversation with her next on Kelly and Company.